1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios,
0: Sports Radio six ten presents Payne and Pendergast.
1: Payne and Pendergast, with you on a uh, on a Tuesday. Um, so the um, the big one of the other big topics coming out of the Super Bowl yesterday was who's Kansas City going to play in the opener. That was something we actually yeah. discussed on the show yesterday. I put a post up on the Houston Press. This morning that was kind of power ranking the eight potential opponents for the Chiefs in their season opener next year. For those who are unfamiliar, whoever wins the Super Bowl hosts the season opener on Thursday night football. We know that here locally, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl back in 2019. And in 2020, the Texans and Deshaun Watson played the Chiefs in Kansas City in the COVID season. And four games later, Bill O'Brien was fired. But the Texans have some potentially juicy games on the road schedule. They got a ton of good home games. Like next year's schedule is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be hard, but if the Texans have the off season we hope they can have and CJ Stroud takes his next step and health is good and everything else, it could yeah. be a really fun season. But they've got they've got four games that could potentially be specialty type games. They won't all be, but they could be. And We brought up this possibility yesterday, and I was curious what the people want to see—not what game you would go to, but just what game you would want to watch them play in. Uh, of these, and these are the—I f- guess these are the- yes. I'll, I'll, let me okay. read the four. The four potential—I'll call them—specialty games that the Texans could play in: the season opener at Kansas City, Thanksgiving at Dallas, and then two of the London games are hosted by one by Jacksonville and one by Minnesota. Those are both teams that the Texans have road games against this year. So they could potentially play either Jacksonville or Minnesota in Dallas. So my question that I asked the people, uh, Seth, was the Texans could play any of these games. Which one would you most want to see them play in?
2: I think uh, the answer, and I'm going to guess this was by a wide margin. Mm -hmm. After I thought about this yesterday after the show, Thanksgiving at Dallas uh, for multiple reasons in terms of Dallas versus Houston, whatever. But also because a lot of Texans fans will think, "Oh, that'll be nice. I'd rather do that on Thanksgiving than spend time with my in-laws. I'm gonna go up to Dallas. I'm gonna go see a Thanksgiving game." That's so yeah.
1: That's a let me be, let me be very clear because my in-laws listen to the show.
2: I know you never shut up about how much that's, you hate Thanksgiving. That's not
1: true. Like, oh. That's not true. I was just about to give you some love for a great answer, while caveating that I really enjoy my in-laws and going to their house on Thanksgiving. I think that's a funny, funny point.
2: Um, no, I would say even my laws, not just my in-laws, but my laws. But themselves. Your laws is oh yeah, actual yeah, family members, any kind of relative whatsoever. Yeah. Like if it involves human interaction, I'm generally not into it. Okay. You know what?
1: That's yeah. pretty. That, that's actually fortunately the humans that I spend Thanksgiving with are ones that I enjoy. But I could see that being a factor as well. Two thirds, sixty-seven percent of the people, Seth. Say yeah. Thanksgiving at Dallas Boy, it would be their I, preference.
2: I that's one I wonder with the TV networks. Okay, I think those they get big numbers no matter what on those games. It seems like obviously you want a good matchup, but I almost wonder if it's kind of like uh, kind of like in the NBA with when teams are load managing. They're like, well, why bother? Why bother playing my best players against this really good team? When there's only a fifty-fifty chance of winning, I'll just save them for the crap uh, the crap opponents. I feel like they might. Um, I think I feel like they might look at that Thanksgiving Dallas game and say like, "Well, yeah, sure, the Texans would get a big pop, um, especially because they're two potentially good teams." But why don't we just people are going to watch on Thanksgiving anyway? We'll put one of the lesser teams out there. They
1: played Washington this year for sake yeah. of reference, which is yeah. a division rival. But you know, Washington has some blue blood qualities to them. It's been a while. Um, I think what's interesting about your take there is that you're, you know, you're basically saying that the Texans are a draw by by having the take you're having, which is that eh, do they put the Texans on there? Do they waste having a good game like that, or you know, do they burn a a, wor- a lesser team since a yeah. hundred million people or whatever, you know, fifty million people are going to watch anyways, whatever the number I is. Would,
2: I would like that game just to see all of the different graphics. That the TV people come up with for stereotypically Texan stuff. I don't think you'll have ever seen as many Spurs and barbecues uh, and oil derricks as oh, you will yeah. in that broadcast. Oh, for it, all Texas game. They're gonna game? Texas it up. Yes. Yeah. yeah good. Like point. every cliche Texas thing they can uh, that that some <laughs> some intern from New York City thinks of with with Texas, they would have it there.
1: Um. By the way, second place season opener in Kansas City. Uh, that was 24%, 25% of the people. And then the two London games are basically just mice nuts. <laughs> it was 4% for one and <laughs> three, 3% for the
2: other, yeah. Mice, that, does that mean nuts. like mice testicles or nuts that a mouse would eat? I
1: use it as mice testicles, but uh, okay. you can use it however you want. Uh, I,
2: I don't think people get excited about going to London. Uh, I don't think people get excited about, like, oh, awesome, finally I get to visit <laughs> London and watch American football on a soccer field, which usually features some of the worst examples of American football ever. For whatever reason, they these are six to three affairs over in London.
1: Those are games where if I change the question, yeah, if I added two simple words, I think the question, the results would change drastically. Pick the one you most want to see them play in person. If I added in person then I think yeah. the London games shoot way up the board. You think uh, so? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah.
2: It'd be, it'd be a, yeah, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I, I, yeah, yeah. I,
1: don't, I don't think they win. I think Dallas would still win. In fact, maybe even more people vote for Dallas because they're like, hell yeah, I'd go out like, to jump in the car and I'll go to a Cowboy game and yell at some Cowboy fans. That'd be great.
2: Would that be a genuine once-in-a-lifetime experience or would that be like Steve Francis uh, going to the Super Bowl once-in-a-lifetime experience? Which one, London or Dallas. Uh, London, sorry, London. We're going, yeah, going to Dallas, you can do that anytime. Yeah. I think most people would only go to London to watch an American football game once in their lifetime. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Remember, Steve Francis explained that he had to miss the team playing uh, because he wanted to attend the Super Bowl in Houston, which was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. <laughs> That's which, right. Feel like if you're a starting point guard in the NBA, you, you, you have the option of going to the Super Bowl every year if you like, yes. As long as your
1: <laughs> lifetime goes for a little while, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, you can go to any yeah. Super Bowl you want to. Hell Steve Francis is probably in Vegas this past weekend at <laughs> the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> once in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, Sean. once in a lifetime. <laughs>
1: Um, so you pointed this out to me earlier, Seth. Jonathan Feliciano, a, an offensive lineman for the 49ers, he was their starting right guard in the Super Bowl, went out of the game with an injury, and was replaced with uh, he was replaced by Spencer Burford. Mm-hmm. Who at one time himself was the starter, and Feliciano replaced him. But um, there was a, a Twitter account from somebody named Coach Yak, who is one of these accounts that posts film of plays and gives his opinion on what happened on the play. And the, the final play from scrimmage for the Niners in this game before kicking a field goal in overtime, Chris Jones just came on a free run right at Brock Purdy. Yeah. And this coach Yak tweets a video of the play and says, Colton McKivitz, who's the right tackle for the Niners, has one, of the, has one of the best players in the game lined up in front of him, Chris Jones, and he decides to give him a free rush to Brock Purdy. Sickening! Jonathan Feliciano sees this, retweets it, and says, I know you know all, so you should know that's not Colton's guy. So Chris mm-hmm. Jones was not Colton McKivick's responsibility. Jonathan Feliciano says a quick chop is not. A rep- I guess this coach Yak said. Well, what about
2: a quick chop, right? Like yeah, to- basically, still tried to blame the right tackle, yeah. even though Jonathan Feliciano said that's not his guy. Right. So he Jonathan- said, what about a quick? He should give him a quick chop. Yeah. yeah. And Feliciano <laughs> says a quick
1: chop is not needed if the guy that was supposed to block him blocks him. Basically, through the right guard, his replacement under the bus did Feliciano. Yeah, Spencer Burford wakes or he he uh, yesterday afternoon tweets. Sheesh, I open up my app to this. Get well soon, bro. To Feliciano, basically saying Feliciano, man, you threw me under the bus.
2: (laughs) A little bit of a passive aggressive. Get well soon there. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. probably.
1: Um, Here was Jonathan Feliciano's reply a few hours later in his apology. I'm sorry, bro. I woke up hungover and being a biatch. I'm trying to have one's back. In, in trying to have one's back, I hurt you. It's effed up, and I apologize. You got nothing but greatness ahead of you. I'm so sorry, bro. Or I'm sorry, bro. So um, so Feliciano apologizing, and rightfully so. He did throw Burford under the bus by saying it was his responsibility, not the right tackle's responsibility. How do we feel about his apology, Seth? I've got the, ele- um, I got the elements I- right here in front of me.
2: I'm going to say uh the he did that classic thing where you ruin an apology with an explanation. I woke up hungover and being a biatch. So, uh, he, but he did he said I'm sorry twice. So he said the actual words. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Um he uh I, I think he acknowledged that he hurt him, showing empathy. That's one of the check- checklist items. Yep. But the biggest thing is that he he should have left out I woke up hungover and being a bitch. I know that from um I think one time I apologized to Landry, and I think I cited being hungover as an excuse for it, also, while still apologizing. And Landry basically did not accept the apology. Okay. I don't, rem- I don't remember what it was over or what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, I said uh, probably once every six months I apologize to Landry about something, and, but this one was not accepted by Landry because I, and it, which is true, it's fair. I learned that lesson. Like, oh yeah, like. Uh, if you do something wrong, you do something wrong. Yeah. You don't make excuses for why you did something Number
1: wrong. Number four on the list of the elements of a good apology, don't make excuses. Yeah, so, yeah. There was that. Yeah. I, I would also add to this particular apology. Um, he didn't need to mix in, you got nothing but greatness ahead of you. Uh, mm-hmm. to Burford. Um, Feliciano replaced Burford. Like, Burford may, Burford might not be on the team next year. What do you mean you got greatness ahead of you? Like, he's Will he Shields Yeah, it's a little bit like
2: like telling your wife's ex-husband who's, like, down in the dumps and, you know, like, living in a gutter, like, hey, things are going to be awesome for yeah. you moving forward, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. I'm still doing your wife, though, you know. <laughs> That's not going to change. But other things will get better.
1: Right. Same exact <laughs> thing. Same exact she thing. She always
2: talks about how little sex you guys had. It's weird because we haven't had that problem. Looking for this on the
1: filter of the apology. Hmm. <laughs> Say why it won't happen again. It's steps. It's irre- if, it's oh. re- if it's relevant, make reparations.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Say why it won't happen again in the case of the actual football thing here. Yeah. I guess uh, I, the whole thing there is... 'Cause I see a lot of people responding to this saying, like, well, if it's true, it's true. The old the old crew of humans who think that as long as something's true, yeah. you can say it loud to many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like good it's good conduct to say it out loud. Right. I would just explain. The offensive line especially yeah. is very, very strict about not selling people out. Yeah. Like you it's a don't sell. Room. You don't sell the guy next to you out to a coach. Like, I've seen guys, you know what the O-line will do, too? They'll ostracize people. Ooh, they'll really? have a kangaroo court, and it's one of the, it's it's like, it's a good sociology experiment. Okay. It's, it's kind of freaky how much it affects people. So, like, if you're a, if you're an offensive lineman who routinely sells out your teammates to the coach and, like, you know, blames them or whatever, yeah. they'll ostracize you where they don't, they give you the silent treatment for, like, a week. Yikes. It's devastating. Be yeah. better, O-line. Um, yeah.
1: John Lopez is here. Man, John, awesome. you came in you came in strong yesterday. Guns a blazing. The beginning of your show. Yeah. Like you were seventy Sam. About
0: <laughs> about right. how
1: ridiculous Kyle, Lopez. How <laughs> ridiculous Kyle Shanahan's decision to take the ball at the beginning of overtime right? and lost change, the game. I have not changed my Here's mind. Here's my question for you. Yes, sir. I think I know what the answer is gonna be. <laughs> Were you screaming at your television at the beginning of overtime that he was doing the wrong thing? Uh, screaming might be a little long, uh, yeah. but I was talking to the television. Uh,
2: absolutely. You were? A- absolutely. What are you doing? Okay. What are you doing? That's I think the words, and I said this on the air yesterday, that's Patrick Mahomes over there. No right, yeah.
1: Patrick Mahomes who had scored one touchdown the entire game on like a ten yard drive. That's Patrick Mahomes over there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, where where are you on this, Landry? <laughs> I, I didn't think it was like egregious uh, of a decision. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it was that. that yeah, I, I could I, I see didn't. both sides. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was it's too bad. I didn't think it was. Well, then I, then mean, the I ex- wouldn't do it. The yeah. explanation was well, we were really hoping for the third possession. The third possession. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's not exactly. Good planning I, that, when you <laughs> that actually made sense to me. I don't yeah. know what this says about me. Maybe it's maybe I've got a overtime analytics blind spot that uh, that I need to work. Everybody on. has different. I mean, it, it it is opinion. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, uh, but 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 mine is very strong. Like you, you don't do that. Uh, you, thanks you, for thanks for making it clear that's opinion. John. You, you don't you don't. I, was, do I that. thought it was fact you, for a you minute. I'll tell you when it's fact. <laughs> Even, <laughs>
0: when <will>. it's <laughs> Even when it's opinion. Even when it's opinion. I'll tell you when it, it's fact. When it is fact. Yes. Okay.